Hey, thank you for tuning in to the Rose Medal Podcast hosted by Emily Watson. Once an athlete, always an athlete. Rose Medal's mission is to provide resources and support for current and former athletes. This is also a resource for parents of athletes to help know how to support them. In this podcast with Devin, we will be talking about coaching changes, nagging injuries, and finding a job after sports. Okay, I have Devin Sorrell here. Um, Devin played basketball at Clarkson University in upstate New York. She majored in civil engineering with a minor in project management. In high school, she also played soccer, softball, and track and field. In her free time, she loves to travel and go hiking. She's currently doing the 46 High Peaks Challenge with her girlfriend and has done 11 so far. Uh, This is a challenge based in the, how do you say that? Adirondack? Adirondack. Adirondack Mountains in New York. That challenge is dedicated to preserving the wilderness, and you get to be in a club called the 46ers when completed. So, yeah, that's really cool. Thank you for being on this podcast. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so this the Adirondack Mountains, that's really cool. Um, What's the most recent one you did? Um, Oh, my God, that was last year. It was... Oh, great. You're quizzing me. I think it was Phelps Mountain. (laughs) The poster I have is currently sitting on the ground. Like We're keeping track with this poster and it has a date on it. So I don't have a cheat sheet on me. Uh, (laughs) 46 is a lot. So I'm just wondering what the timeline is on that. Yeah, uh, there's no real set timeline. Uh, Some people do it all at once, which is wild. Um, I'm not built (laughs) like that, but just trying to do it. kind of as quickly as possible, but not putting too much pressure on it, hopefully to finish in the next uh, two, three years. I mean, it sounds really cool to be a part of some secret club called the 46ers, though. It is cool, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so when we were talking before this, um, you mentioned that your freshman year was not easy with a coaching change at Clarkson. So you mentioned to me that you were struggling on and off the court. So what were the things that you were struggling with and how did you overcome those? Yeah. So um, originally the coach who recruited me just before, I mean, about a week or two before we were supposed to report to campus, um, he got another offer at a different university and he called to tell us that he took that. Um, and he was a big reason why I chose this school. So, I mean, you usually choose the school based off of the coach if you're an athlete. So that was, that was a struggle. Uh, when the new coach came in, uh, you know, kind of had to re reprove myself and it's like being recruited all over again in a way. So, yeah. so that was a bit of a struggle um, on top of the other typical freshman year struggles that you get. Um, so I really struggled with my confidence. Uh, confidence has always been kind of a struggle for me. So every, every athlete that goes to play on in college, all of them are, you know, the best of the school or the team that they came from. And obviously you hear all the time when you go into college, you know, you might not be the best anymore. So I struggled. I thought that, you know, that might be me. Maybe, maybe I'm, I'm not as good as what people thought. Uh, maybe I'm not cut out for this. Um, I was just really struggling with my confidence, but I knew I just wasn't even playing close to my abilities. So I just kind of had to refocus and it's tough to build your own confidence so I had to do that. Um, I called my parents countless times, you know, in tears saying, I made a big mistake. I'm not cut out for this. And they kind of refocused me. And um, I also struggled with the team 
Um, there are only two new freshmen coming in, and the other one went to high school with uh, a girl that was already on the team. So in my own head, I felt like I was kind of an outsider, which totally wasn't the case. Like my teammates were, were super nice, very welcoming. I just kind of built this up in my head, yeah. and I just kind of had to, you know, come back to earth and just you know, get my confidence back. And I know I keep on saying the word confidence, but that was just the biggest issue. And once I got that squared away, once I figured out one thing and that fell into place, it was just like a domino effect and everything else came with it. Yeah. It just feels like it was a lot of change at once. Um, a coaching change is huge, especially if you didn't really want to go there in the first place. And then you went for like, for the coaching and then it's really cool how it turned out to you really loving it there. Cause like, it's like it happened for a reason. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So with that, how did you go from not playing and struggling in school to becoming a starter and leading the team in games and by being in sack? So, um, I, school had always kind of come easy to me. I didn't really have to study a whole lot in high school. I was a pretty good student. Um, you know, a minus average in there. So obviously you go to a really academic focused school and with a rather difficult major, it's going to be a big shift. And I knew I had to change my study habits and all that. So I had my first exam. It was chemistry exam. I'll I'll still never forget it. I studied so long, like for two straight nights, the longest I've ever studied in my life. (laughs) Uh, I took the exam. I came back. I was like, oh, I nailed it. And then I got the results back and I, I failed it by two points. I ended up failing and I was just absolutely crushed and called my mom in tears I couldn't believe it. Um, And that was kind of like, wow, did I make a mistake? Um, Am I cut out for this? And then on the sports end, you know, like I touched on before, um, that was a big struggle. And basketball is like my outlet. That's where I felt more comfortable, where I could truly be me. And when that wasn't working out, it was just, it was just kind of all mixed together. And I just really felt lost. Um, So then I called my parents a bunch of times and then, on one phone call um we had already had a game and I didn't play any minutes and it really really uh really hurt uh took a shot at my confidence even more and my dad was like listen you are good enough to be on this team you know you are and I was like I know I am I know I can help I also felt guilty because I knew I just wasn't competing to the best of my ability and I could help my teammates I can help this team and he said you just need to go to your coach you need to ask her what it is that she needs to see from you and what you need to do to just earn your minutes out there. Yeah. So I went, I went into her office and she was great. She just told me straight up. Um, she could tell like, I can't, she doesn't, I'm not confident with the ball. I was struggling learning the plays and she's like, you are a point guard. You need to be confident with the ball. You need to really study these plays and get them all together. And once you do that, then you can start earning your minutes. So I just really, refocused and kind of started to build myself up I started to take like little victories like uh in practice when I got a rebound over someone who was taller than me which is everybody um (laughs) I you know that was a victory so that would build my confidence and every little victory I had I just built up more so kind of going back to that domino effect once one fell into place it all sort of did and then I started really opening up with my teammates and becoming even better friends with them and um, eventually became the first person off the bench. And then as the years went on, um, becoming a leader on the team. And you said that you actually really like the, the coach that you played for. So that also ended up working out too. Yeah. And 
I've, I consider myself very lucky in that way because I know a lot of people, a lot of athletes struggle with that. And sometimes it doesn't work out. Sometimes it's not a good fit. And luckily for me, it was, but I know that there's that other struggle that I didn't go through, but other people have to be like, all right, this isn't the right place for me. I could be better elsewhere. And that's something to consider. Yeah. Like that just proves like if you take things like one step at a time and you are coachable and you like communicate with your coach, that's a huge deal. And, um, you know, when you're not confident off the court, like it's going to show when you're on the court. So what you can control is like those little steps. So you also mentioned getting along with your, your teammates and like some friends at school. So tell me about, um, your community award you got with your friends and how did that affect the decision to stay at Clarkson after freshman year? Yeah. So that one's kind of a funny story. They sort of made up that award because, I was put on a floor my freshman year, it was co-ed floor, mixed with a lot of athletes and non-athletes, and we just really gelled. We were very close. So the university just kind of, or I think it was the RA, just kind of made up this award and and gave it to us because of how close we are. I don't believe that's still a thing anymore, but it's kind of cool to say that we got it. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so like I had mentioned before, um, the other, my fellow classmate on the team kind of knew people before, so... Um, I kind of felt in my own head that uh, I was a little left out, even though that completely wasn't true. But I also wanted to not only build friendships within my team. I really wanted to work on my friendships in my team, of course, but I wanted to have friends outside of basketball as well. Yeah. Um, so I just made it a point to really try to be uh, more outgoing, I guess, outside of basketball to make more friends and I've been, I made my lifelong friends that year. So even though things were a struggle, I just couldn't imagine leaving and leaving those friends behind. And they also really helped me uh, succeed because on the classroom side, at least one of my friends, I mean, he was studying with me all night in uh, our calc class because he had already taken calc. He knew a lot. So he was helping teach me in a different way. And I'm really thankful for him. And a lot of my friends were like that. We were all helped each other succeed. So um, eventually it worked out, but it was mostly just the people that made it feel like home initially that I just, I just couldn't imagine leaving. And I knew that I had to do something to fit in here because I don't want to leave. Yes. And that's, um, it's important to make friends outside of your sport because yes, you get your community with your team, but also you need that like healthy balance, well-roundedness of being friends with people outside of your sport, whether they're in another sport or not in a sport at all. And that's uh, honestly, that's really cool that you got a community award because not every school has like, it doesn't come that easy for everyone to have a community like that. So, and it makes a difference like in your school, like you said, you're help, helping each other study and, um, just like kind of getting that little bit of a break because you're always constantly, you know, in, in your sport, you know, and it's really, really cool to have that community award. Absolutely. Yeah. So what was your, what was one of your favorite moments while competing? Um, so this one, um, we won uh, the conference championship my sophomore year, which was the first time that we ever, that uh, we had ever won that. And it was the first time that we've gone on to the NCAA tournament since like the 80s. And that team ended up being 
in the final four. Um, the, when I came into the program, um, the program was struggling, working on rebuilding and we had a couple wins and the coach always said, you know, leave the program better than when you found it. So when we, when we did that, uh, it was nice to be like, okay, yeah, we, we did that. We, we are leaving it better than when we found it. Um, but that year was kind of funny because we did it. We had a really good team, a really talented team. Uh, we were all pretty close, but we would end up kind of blowing teams out in the beginning and then we got too comfortable and then we would lose our lead. And it was just a joke among the entire athletic department that, Oh, the girls are up by 25. Wonder when it's going to get cut down to three. And that ended up happening in, in the championship game. Uh, we kind of looked up like, Oh crap, we're only up by a few points. And then it almost went into overtime, but we got uh, one of the last second shots that we ended up winning. And it was really cool because we were the first place team. So we were home the host we got to cut down the nets and that that's just a really great memory that I'll, I'll never forget. Just seeing my friends there, super, super happy for us and proud of us and all my family. So that was, that was really awesome. Yeah. That sounds like a really cool experience. And um, that's a little nerve wracking to get it that close. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So but, the funny part okay. is too, um, I had a recruit that was staying with me that weekend and, and she was a really good player. And I was talking to my roommate. I was like, oh, we for sure got her. We won the championship, obviously. But then she didn't end up going to the school. And that kind of bummed me out. But oh. <laughs> I was like, come on. It couldn't be better. Oh, RIP to that. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So moving on. Um, you originally didn't want to go to Clarkson because it was an academic-focused school. But then you chose to do a degree in engineering, which I would say is like not the easiest degree. So how did you land on that path for a major in career? And do you feel like you would have done a different degree if you weren't a student athlete? So I, I actually did want to be an engineering major when I was looking for uh, schools. Um, I grew up not too, like two and a half hours from Clarkson and I have family that lives up North. So we would drive by all the time. And Clarkson just has the reputation of being, you know, a really strong academic school. You know, we're producing a lot of engineers, typically CEOs and all those really positive things. But I just didn't think that I was on that level. I was a pretty decent student, but I just didn't think it was for me, really. Um, but then the the coach that had recruited me, he he really put a lot of time and effort into recruiting me because Clarkson just absolutely was not on my list of places. <laughs> and then finally I was like, okay, I'll, I'll go up and visit. And after my visit, it, you just get that feeling. You're like, this is where I'm supposed to be. Yeah. So I'm really thankful that he didn't give up on me because I, I wasn't really, <laughs> I really wasn't considering it, but he was persistent and I, I'm, I'm grateful for that. Yeah. So overall, would you say that it was as tough as you expected it to be? It was definitely as tough as I expected it to be, maybe even tougher, but oh. it brought things out of me that I didn't know that I had inside of me. So I think that's that's really good because if I went somewhere else, it might not have challenged me the way that Clarkson did. Yeah. So are you building bridges now or what do you what do you do? <laughs> I'm not building bridges. Um, <laughs> my title right now is a project estimator. So I work hand in hand with engineers, but I don't do design as much. My degree helps me do it, but I don't necessarily use my degree a lot. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, no, that's cool. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I just found it, like, interesting because 
um, I thought the same thing as um, like Tulsa. I was like, I don't know if I want to go here because it's very academic focused. And then um, it turns out like if I just take things one day at a time, like I was able to graduate. Like I remember my freshman year, I was like, there's no way I'm going to graduate from this place. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I definitely relate with that. But, you know, uh, one thing at a time. Yeah. And when I was in the process of selecting schools, people were like, you want to be an engineering major. Why wouldn't you want to go to the school? I take my academics very seriously. I wanted to go to a good school. But for some reason, I just put Carson up on this pedestal. And I was like, nah, that's not reachable. Yeah. But, you know, if you set your goals really high, like, I always thought, like, if you do something that you that kind of like scares you a little bit, like makes you a little bit vulnerable, like that's exciting. And that's something that you can do. You can help to do those kind of things. For sure. And that's really awesome that you were able to pursue that. Um, Okay. So you also mentioned to me, um, like you had the option to compete overseas, um, but you didn't pursue that. So what were the deciding factors of not continue, not continuing to compete overseas? Yeah. um, So, you know, after basketball was over, there were some kind of like very preliminary um, kind of offers to play overseas. It wasn't anything super official, would probably have to try out and all that stuff. Um, But I really wanted to do it because as a student athlete and a winter athlete, I wasn't able to do a study abroad. I maybe could have done it over the summer, but I worked all summer with an internship and saved up all that money and used it while I was at school. So I just couldn't really do a summer without having a job. Um, but I really wanted to just go, go and play for a little bit. You know, I wasn't quite ready to let basketball go yet and just go to Europe and just travel, take a year, you know, um, that was really interesting for me, but I just had to kind of think realistically and say, you know, you're graduating, you're going to have your student loan starting soon. Um, probably should find a job. So I just had to weigh all the pros and cons and just decided it was better for me not to go maybe work a little bit and then go. But um, maybe a couple years ago, I would have said that I regret doing that. But now I know like, I don't regret my decision not to pursue it any further because other things happened to me um, that turned me into the person I am today. So unfortunately, it didn't work out, but it's also a good thing that it didn't. Um, so with that, what was it like finding a job after graduation? Finding a job after graduation didn't happen as quickly as I would have liked it to. Um, I did have, I worked for the same company uh, interning all throughout um, college and I got an offer to interview for this really cool program that they do. But the interview was at the same time that I had a game and I asked if I could um, schedule it for a different time. But they, it, couldn't, it wasn't flexible because it was a whole panel of people being interviewed and it had to be at this one time. And I turned it down because, you know, basketball, I only had so much time left to play basketball and it was really important to me. And I knew that I was going to get a good degree. I was going to find a job. Things were going to work out. I'm just going to play basketball for as long and as hard as I can while I still can because there, there was a clock on that. Um, just kind of weighed my options there. Um, And then that company ended up going through a hiring freeze by the time I graduated. So I had to branch out into looking at other places. And I kind of felt like 
I, I was comparing myself to my other friends who had already had a job. They seemed like they really liked it. And I was struggling. Um, I, I was applying. I was getting interviews, but nothing really felt like the right fit, sort of. But eventually had to get a job. Um, so, so I had a job and then I worked there for about three months. I, I knew that it wasn't a good fit. And then luckily the company that I had internship for, they had an opening and I got that job. And now I'm, I'm still in that position now. So things eventually worked out there too. Yeah. Which is nice, but yeah. um, Um, That's really cool. And yeah, I would have done the same thing. I would have said, you know, I only have so much time left in my sport. I'm going to, I'm going to do this and, and look at that. Like you ended up in that company anyway. Yeah. Just, just managed to work out. That's really cool. Um, so after you were done playing basketball, how did you find new hobbies and how did you get into hiking? Yeah. So obviously you have so much more free time when you're no longer playing your sport to that kind of competitive level because, you know, all your off time is spent training. And then when you're in school, I mean, it's just a constant like boom, boom, boom. You're doing so many different things at once. So I had more free time and I had always, I knew that I always wanted to travel and I had hiked a little bit in college in the little free time that I did have. And I loved it. I knew that I wanted to do more of it. So it was just that free time kind of filling in uh, with the interest that I knew I had, but also kind of discovering new interests. Um, I had always wanted to do obstacle course racing, but I hadn't looked into it. But then when I had the free time, I looked more into it. And now um, I've done a couple of Spartan races, which I really enjoy. And I would like to do a lot more of those. That's super cool. Yeah, they're a lot of fun. Um, and it's it's nice that you can be at any kind of athletic level to do it. And it's it's a pretty positive environment. Everybody's very encouraging. And it's just a lot of fun. You know, you kind of get to be an athlete again in a way. But you're it's a really nice environment. And it's okay if you don't uh, succeed on your first few tries you can keep going or you can do um like you can do a burpee like a few burpees instead of a, like say a rope climb if you can't do that so it's yeah. nice it's a, it's a nice challenge is it like a is there like a gym or a club for that or like how did you find a place to do that um i kind of just did like running and then just body weight things it's kind of hard to train for there i'm gonna look at gyms to go to now for it because gyms do have some of those like like monkey bars for instance um you can go train there because there are some obstacles that you just can't train for and then you just do them and hopefully it works out you get very sore because you're not training those muscles and then you do them and after like oh man i should have should have done more of this in order to prepare for that so you say you can have any um athletic level so like you don't like you don't have to be able to like hang from monkey bars or like what, what kind of levels of athleticism do you see there? Well, I didn't even know that I could hang from monkey bars. I didn't really think that I, I thought I might be able to do it, but maybe not as long as it wanted me to. Um, but yeah, any, any kind of level, um, all, all ages, all, all sizes, all body types. It's that's, what's really, really cool about it. That's okay. That's really cool. That's yeah. Highly recommend. That's awesome. Uh, okay, so with the transition out of sports, you mentioned you know newfound free time. So 
what was what aspect of the transition out of sports was the hardest for you? What advice can you give to athletes um, on what you learned from that? Um, I'd say that. So I guess I'll first start with the transition. Um, yeah, having a lot of free time, it kind of felt like I wasn't doing anything meaningful. Because, I mean, you're, you're training for your sport, you know, you're being productive. Like, I kind of struggled with working out again. Obviously, you want to you work out to just be healthy. But I found myself in the gym, like, slowly. I was just doing less and less. And then I just remember this one day, I was on the chest press machine, and I was like, why am I doing this? You know, what's the point? I'm not playing basketball. Yeah. You know, and so that, so that was kind of a struggle. And, and I, took a, I took a bit of a break. Um, and then I eventually got into it. I also wanted to stay connected with my sport because it is still, even though it's not my entire identity, it's what makes me feel good. Um, you know, yeah. I, I love the sport. I want to stay connected as much as I can. So I, I repped for a little bit and I also coached younger kids and I really enjoyed that. Just kind of teaching fundamentals to kids and just having fun again. Um, being competitive is good, but it's nice to go back to the roots of why we all started because we fell in love with this game. Yeah. So I really enjoyed that. Um, any, so the advice I would say, um, just kind of learn more about yourself. It's okay to take a break and maybe eventually come back to the sport or, or maybe not at all. Maybe you've discovered other parts about yourself you know like you know that that time of my life is over I loved it and made me who I am but now I'm ready to go on to to these parts of my life so I think it's important to just kind of take a break and sort of rediscover yourself we're constantly changing and evolving and it's nice to learn about yourself as you go on yeah and I like what you said earlier about um like you were interested in certain things like before you were done playing and so you like notice you were interested in it and like kind of uh, tried some things out. So it doesn't have to be completely random stuff. Like you can like think back and like, what are some moments where um, I thought something was cool and I'd like to try it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So exactly. um, yeah. Do you have anything else to add? Um, I would say to athletes that are going in, just remember to have fun. Uh, like I kind of touched on before, um, we all we all started the same way. We were just kids who fell in love with the game, and that's what's most pure about it. And if you're struggling, remember to try to have fun and also embrace the struggle because that's where you're going to grow the most. Um, I look back on, like, my freshman year, and I'm really proud that I got through it because it was really hard, and there were times I didn't think I was going to get through it. But, um, you know, you have your – you have your community and your resources reach out for help if you need it and um, just have fun. Yes. A hundred percent. Exactly. So thank you very much for being on this podcast. I really enjoyed you being on here. Well, thank you very much. I think it's uh, it's really important what you're doing. Thank you for listening to this podcast. If you enjoyed listening, please be sure to follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Rose Metal Foundation and Facebook at Once an Athlete Crew. We are transitioning to the new name from Once an Athlete, so you will see that name here and there. 
If you missed the last podcast, our guest was basketball and volleyball player Brooke Bukowski. In that episode, we talked about her experience as a dual athlete in college, going straight into coaching after college, and her podcast after the athlete. Up next, we will have Colby Tebow as our guest. In that episode, we will be discussing injuries, struggles as a student athlete, and her path to her career as a culinary dietitian and personal trainer. Become a supporter of the Rose Metal Foundation by making a donation at www.rosemetalfoundation.org forward slash donate. So far, we have shared the stories of 37 current and former athletes, and we are currently piloting a new mentorship program coming soon.